I'm so thankful that you have joined us this morning, all of you that are online and all of you that are here present, as we explore the very first and very best Christmas carol ever. They were just out in the field. They thought it was just going to be another dull night doing mundane work when suddenly a pasture became a cathedral and a heavenly choir began to chant, glory to God. In the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And so I heard about a boy, he's in elementary school, and he goes up to his rather prudish mother and said, Mom, how was I born? Where did I come from? She said, well, um, a stork brought you here. Well, where did you and dad come from? Well, a stork brought us too. Well, how about grandma and grandpa? Well, a stork brought them too. And at this, the boy squirmed a little bit. Three days later, he turned in a paper to his teacher and it began with this confusing line. This has been a hard paper to write for the fact that there has not been a natural childbirth in my family for three generations. (laughs) Imagine Jesus as a little boy being given the assignment to write about where he came from. Because you'd have to agree his birth was not a normal delivery. And maybe that's appropriate because he was born into a very abnormal world, but the world did not know that it was not normal. It was a world then and a world today that is full of anxiety and tension and enmity and strife so that Unrest has become the norm. It doesn't seem like many people got that memo about peace on earth. And ironically, in the season when we celebrate the one who was born that motivated the song, we're reminded more than ever of how much unrest exists on the earth. Some of you remember the television series Seinfeld. And one of the characters, George Costanza, had a father, Frank, who did not like the Christmas season. So he created his own holiday. He called it Festivus. Instead of a Christmas tree, there was an unadorned metal pole. And the chief activity of Festivus was sit around a table and tell those you cared the most about how much they had disappointed you in the past year. After which there was a wrestling match to see who could pin the host. And some of you are thinking, that sounds like Christmas at my house. (laughs) We're very well aware of the fact that unrest is usually the norm. But Christmas announces the hope that one day peace will be normal. And so the sky was filled with the very first and very best Christmas carol. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor 
rest. And what they were singing is that Jesus' birth gives peace a chance. A chance in a world that doesn't need to take lessons on how to disturb the peace. Because we really don't have extended seasons of peace on the earth. We just have short moments where people stop to reload. It's like the story I heard of this monastery that was very strict and austere. It was oatmeal in the morning, just soup and a cold roll at night. And you could not speak except one day, one month was allowed to say one sentence for the whole year. So on that day, a monk was chosen, and he said, I like this oatmeal. And the whole year passed, and another monk could speak one sentence on that day, and he said, I hate this oatmeal. And a whole year passed, and a third monk got to speak, and he said, I cannot stand this constant bickering. (laughs) And that is our world. But the Old Testament prophets refused to despair that the way things were would be the way things one day would become. They spoke, they prophesied of a day when God's peace would fill the whole earth. And they affirmed their hope with a greeting. A greeting that Jewish people use to this day. Shalom. And when they said shalom, they were not talking about the absence of conflict as much as the presence of wholeness. Of completeness. Of true normalcy. They were speaking of Genesis chapter 1. The way the world was meant to be. And by saying shalom, they were expressing the hope that someday the world would once again experience the harmony for which it was intended. But they knew it was going to take more than a new king with a big army. That human government was not going to undo Genesis 3 and take the world back to Genesis 1. It was going to take a new government. It was going to take a new king. A Messiah. And so they spoke of him like Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. That's what they were hoping for. When they Gave the blessing. Shalom. And so when that baby was born. Heaven could not contain itself. And a pasture became a sanctuary. 
and a sky became a choir loft, and the chant just kept resounding. Because now, peace on earth has a chance. It has a chance physically. Because what is death except the fact that your body is at war with itself? And someday, that battle will be over. And we'll have a funeral. But because of Jesus, someday death will not be normal. And bodies will not get sick. Shalom will be. And he gives peace a chance communally, relationally. There will come a day when countries won't fight and people won't hate. And it won't matter what your gender is or your color or what language you learned as a child. Because shalom will cover the earth. And most of all, his birth gives shalom a chance spiritually. That what happened in Genesis 3 can be undone and people can be made right with God again. Christmas is heaven's peace initiative. Because Jesus was born, we can have peace with God. Because you've got to understand, the absence of peace is always due to the presence of sin. Now, we don't like to talk about sin, especially at Christmas. But you can't ignore the connection between the coming of Jesus and sin in the world. The angel said to Joseph about Mary, she'll give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Now, you never see the word sin on a Christmas card. Sin speaks of moral absolutes and deserved punishment. Sin implies that we were so bad that someone had to come and be good for us. And so we don't use the word sin often. You've heard me say we like the word mistake better. I'm not a sinner. I'm a mistaker. Okay, I've made some mistakes. You've made some mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, okay? Just get over it. I mean, come on, be real. I made some mistakes. My bad. Let's move on. You see, mistakers don't need a redeemer. They just need a cheerleader to tell us to try harder. But what mistakers don't understand is that a God of perfect justice can't just get over it because a holy God's perfect response to sin is wrath and so 
What happened at Christmas? A God who could not just get over it. Sent away for him to put his wrath over someone else. Bethlehem was God sending a peace offering. And so Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The angels longed to look into these things. The prophets wondered, how is God going to undo Genesis 3 and get a world back to Genesis 1? And finally, at Bethlehem, it dawned on the heavenlies. And why they broke out into song was because they realized that the child put in a crib was going to be put on a cross. So that the wrath of God could be put over him and not on us. And so Paul could later say in Romans chapter 5, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I do not want to be mistaken. I hope these next 60 seconds are absolutely clear. I cannot in good conscience offer you the peace of God if you've not made peace with God. If you haven't humbled yourself, if you haven't bowed before Jesus, if you haven't said, I am not just a mistaker, I'm a sinner. I have disobeyed my God. And I need a Savior to forgive me. If you haven't made peace with God, you can't receive the peace of God. My very favorite Christmas carol gets it right. Oh, holy night. The stars were brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Listen. Long lay the world in sin and error. Pining till he appeared. And the soul felt It's worth. And it changes everything. Because now we can have peace with God. We can have peace with life. Because you don't need me to tell you that life is hard. One of my favorite theologians was Charles Schultz, the man who drew the Peanuts cartoon strip. He got it. You remember Snoopy, who fancied himself quite the author, and he was always on the top of his doghouse with his typewriter starting the great American novel. And it always started, it was a dark and stormy night. So in one caption, Lucy shows up and reads and grabs the paper and rips it up and says, this is terrible. Everybody knows a great story starts once upon a time. So Snoopy reflects on this, and in the last frame, he starts again. Once upon a time, it was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) 
Because I don't care how you frame the story. I don't care how many times you try to rewrite it. Everybody's story has stormy chapters and dark nights. And I want to tell you how you can waste your life. Keep trying to pursue a crisis-free life. Keep thinking if you can just order enough things out there, you can avoid storms. Not only is it futile, but it's built on the lie that if I can just rearrange what's out there, I can fix what's in here. It's like a Christmas tree. We adorn it and we decorate it. But no matter how much we do to it, we cannot change the fact it is cut off from the source of life. And you can't put enough on it to keep it from dying. And you can't go to enough malls, watch enough Christmas movies, or sing enough songs to fix what's wrong in here. If you're cut off from the source of life. You see, peace is not the absence of crisis. It's the presence of Christ. That's what they were singing. They were heralding the arrival of God with us. That the one who was above us has come to be in the middle of it with us. And the result is a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace that transcends external events. It's a contentment that does not leave when the storms come. It's frankly a peace you cannot understand if you haven't made peace with God. And by the way, There's nothing you can get at a mall that can make you a promise like that. Listen to Paul in Colossians 3. He said, let, by the way, that's an important word because it means there's a choice to make. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. You get to choose who will be The sovereign of your heart. And do you know why some of you struggle to find peace with life? You've made a bad choice. Because we tend in life to drift to making ourselves the sovereign of our hearts. And here's the problem with that. Nobody else recognizes your sovereignty. Nobody at that crowded mall knows that you have anointed yourself ruler of the universe. Nobody on 820 tomorrow knows you are the king of Fort Worth. (laughs) Cancer does not recognize your sovereignty. Congestive heart failure does not bow before you. The stock market 
does not ask for your orders before it opens. And if you continue to make yourself the sovereign of your heart, you have signed on for a life of unrest. But Christmas announces the coming of a better kingdom. And the very first words of Jesus to his disciples after his resurrection were these. Peace be with you. Because the death and the resurrection of Jesus has changed the way we receive and respond to everything. And so Paul could say in 2 Thessalonians, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, even dark and stormy times. And in every way, the Lord be with all of you. Only one king offers rest for your soul. And by the way, his name is not God with me. His name is God with us. Because Christmas and the coming of Jesus gives peace a chance with people. Christmas is communal. It is a plurality reality. And some of us need to put the us back in Christmas. Because when it comes to people, Christmas gets down to earth. Let me give you an example. In the first century, there was a church in a city called Philippi having problems. There were two women in that church. Actually, their names are given. I'm sure they appreciate that. And they were upset with each other. And people in the church were picking sides and choosing teams. And there was turmoil in the church. So Paul speaks to it directly like you think he would. But in an interesting way. He says, now if there's any encouragement in the unity of the Lord, if there's any comfort in the love of the Lord, if there's any fellowship in the Spirit of the Lord, then make my joy complete by having the mind of the Lord. Which was this, that even though he was completely God, he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself and he took on the form of a man. He's not arguing for Christmas, he's arguing from Christmas. He's saying, do you believe that story? 
Do you believe a virgin gave birth to God in the flesh? Because if you do, then you have got to start getting along with each other and living out the practical ramification of the worship of a God that would lower himself to reach others. Most people settle for Cold War. They don't try to make peace. They just turn their back and say, okay, I won't shoot at you anymore if you don't shoot at me. But that's not what happened at Bethlehem. And so, Paul could say in Romans 12, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Yeah, but you don't know what, hey, if it's possible. Yeah, but you don't know what, yeah, as far as it depends on you. Yeah, but why do I have to make the first move? You don't. God did. When he put a baby in a virgin's womb. And if you understand the heart of God and the purpose of God and the highest, then like Jesus, you can take the lowest place and join God's Peace Corps. Truly, He taught us to love one another. His law is love, and His gospel is peace. Chains shall He break, for this slave is our brother. And in His name, all oppression shall cease. Jesus is giving peace a chance through a new people. And heaven never gave you anything. It wanted you to hoard. God's offer of peace to us is now to be offered through us to the world. And the world needs it because this earth needs an army that will wage peace. Remember, Bethlehem is not about God wanting revenge, but God wanting reconciliation. And so he sent Jesus to the world to offer peace. And now he is sending us into the world, those of us that believe the story, those of us who think it really happened, those of us who think Christmas is true. He is sending us into the world to increase the peace. We're representing a new king, and it's a different kind of kingdom. It's not a kingdom that's going to get its way because we have louder voices or bigger wallets or larger guns. 
It's a kingdom where lambs face wolves. Very first time Jesus ever sponsored a mission trip. He sent them out and he said, it's a hard world out there. Wolves everywhere. I send you like lambs. Go into the town and say this. Peace to your home. He sends us into the world with the gospel of peace. Increase the peace. Speak peace to that person that doesn't know your language. Speak peace to that person that doesn't look like you. Speak peace to that person that broke their promise. Speak peace to the one who hurt you and doesn't deserve your kindness. Hey, if they deserved it, it wouldn't be grace. Everybody loves a peace lover. But who's going to be a peacemaker? Now this is going to require that I be vulnerable. Forgiving. And willing to be rejected. But you know. In Advent season, and Advent just means coming, we remember that the word also is where we get our word adventure. And the coming of Jesus has launched us on this wild, crazy adventure. Because we really do believe that one day the peace of God will cover the earth. And so, we're going to start living right now as if peace was normal. And when we do, we give glory in the highest. My favorite Christmas carol was written in the 1840s. A priest at a Catholic church in France commissioned someone to write a new song for Christmas Eve Mass. And the guy he asked was a well-respected poet, but really not much of a believer. But he came up with the words and he turned to a friend who was a Jewish fellow and he came up with the music. And they put them together and the song was performed and everyone loved it. But when the church learned, that the author of the words wasn't really a believer and the music was penned by someone that was Jewish, they banned the song. And for two decades, you could not sing the song at church. So how did the song ever come back? Well, 1871, it's Christmas Eve. It's the Franco-Prussian War. 
When suddenly this young French soldier puts down his gun, gets up out of his trench, faces the German army, unarmed, and he just starts to sing. All three verses. Oh, holy night. The stars were brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. And when he was through, a young German soldier stood up. And he sang Luther's hymn. From heaven above to earth I come. And then both armies put down their guns and celebrated Christmas. And so, this Christmas, where could you increase the peace? And remember, God made the first move. So bow your heads, please. I'm going to finish the prayer, but you're going to start it. Maybe you don't have a lot of peace in your life right now. Maybe you have let external things fill you with unrest. Why not ask the God of heaven for the peace of Christ and let it rule your heart? Or maybe right now you already know the relationship that you need to restore. And why don't you ask God for the courage to be an instrument of peace. Please pray. Oh God, for all of us who believe the story is true, grant us courage today to be ambassadors of a better way, a better kingdom, a better king. And for the honor of the prince of peace we ask this amen please stand we'll have some people down front I know God's doing something in your heart right now come and talk come and pray come and get counsel and most of all come if you need to make peace with God and claim Jesus as your savior